previously on the Dave and Steve show. And Tracy, just absolutely kudos to you for for leading off with a poop and pee topic because you know this is going to delve into <laughs> 800 different conversations on the Dave this and Steve gonna, show. This is going to have legs. Yeah, so so yeah. fantastic. This is why you earn all the, the excellence in journalism awards that you do. I don't want to train myself to use a diaper and then have to untrain myself off the diaper because there's going to be there's going to be some days when I thought I had a diaper on and I was a little too comfortable with just yep. going. Our first story, story trying to stop the show. We we both had a really good time getting to know each other. It turns out he's a musician, I'm a musician. Um and um, Well, you're you're a drummer. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I am flipping you off. When you get down to the genitalia section, your your crotchal region, I think is the phys- the medical term. Yeah. Luckily there's no sliders on the vagina. It's literally just a vagina or not a vagina. There were no there were no mm. options that came with that. So as Seems I'm like going an odd oversight. Well, I think everybody un- understands that I am an insufferable kiss ass. Nobody write in and say karate's not all about fighting, Dave. It's actually about not fighting. That's the whole point of karate. It's actually shut up. I don't have a chin bun or anything to really do. I mean, sometimes I might do, you know, a twist if I'm feeling saucy. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that used to be just all over the world. Different uh, men all over the world were having their things stuck inside Park benches. Park benches, Perkins waitress, just stuff that (laughs) definitely you don't, you don't put it in. Show number 35 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave. Sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. Now with pixelation. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I'm getting so excited for our upcoming trip to the North Pole. Got a question or a comment for the show? Email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com. We'll read it right here on the air. Steve, to answer your question, nope, not this week. All right. Off and running on show 35. I want to say this right out of the gate. Last week's show, so I always pull the the drops from the show, the previous show, and I do the little previously on the Dave and Steve show. We have slotted into our personalities fit well together, and the reason this show works well together, at least I think, is because we all have a a kind of a role. And the way I see it is is Steve is the the wisecracking funny guy. I am the sort of steerer of the vessel i i sort of help guide things along and tracy comes in with the voice of reason tracy is often the the sound voice of reason he he comes in with a different angle than we tend to think of he and that's again this is why this dynamic works so well last week's show was different in that tracy was on point if you heard the (laughs) drops at the beginning of the show they were mostly tracy's and that's because Something in the water that night had Tracy just on fire. And so as I was going through the show, pulling clips, it was very easy to find plenty for this this last week's show because, Tracy, you were you were in fuego. I don't know what, what it was. It must have been the just the Christmas spirit and the, uh, the good old-fashioned poo-poo and pee-pee stories or something. I think it just brought back such fond memories of the uh, of our former show that we've... Uh, we've uh, resurrected that's not not the poo poo and pee pee thing but that's actually what i was thinking today as well as i was doing it is 
it's obviously Christmas time. It's Tracy's favorite time of the year, and thus his spirits are raised because you were again, you were just you were on fire last week. His his timing was was incredible. Like right. really just just perfect to land the um the uh, harsh jokes that he was throwing at us. It was it was really it was really great to listen to. It was it, it, his Christmas timing is unbelievable. I, I think coming off the tails of the uh, the clip show where you guys weren't there, and I was finally able to live in some space, you know, because yeah. you guys are the stars of the show, and I don't want to say you're crowd me out, but if you did crowd me out, it would look a lot like yeah, you know. exactly, yeah. Okay, shut up, Tracy. We're moving on. Uh, so, so I do. We do have a trip that's coming up, a big trip. Now, while you are all, I say you all, meaning people listening to the show, while you're at home with your loved ones, enjoying the warmth of a fire, hopefully, opening a couple of presents, sipping on some eggnog, the three of us are putting our asses on an airplane, and we're headed up to the North Pole for Christmas, because this is how we bring tremendous content to you, the listeners. The, the hardest part of the trip is the... Um is the 41 hours on a dog sled that uh, we have to do at the end. Cause the, the snow cat will only get you so far and then it's dog sleds. Right. And, and Lord help us if we have to do any cross country skiing up there. I, uh, you, you, yeah, cra- I've been you- doing a little extra time on the uh, treadmill to try to get my, uh, my stamina up. And I remember it's, it's, it's so brutal. It's way worse every time we've done it like three times now. Yeah. Yeah. Or going like to do it. Over. Yeah. And it's, um, it's worse every time that, and I, and it's worse than I can possibly even imagine it. Well, and Steve cramped up so badly last time that I'm a bit worried because of the cross country skiing. I'm a bit worried about you this time. I got to be honest, but well, I had had a lot of sodium that trip. It's it's true. It's it's true. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to what we're going to do is right now at the top of the show because I don't want to delay this. I want you guys to listen to the phone call that I made earlier today. I did record this. I called up because obviously we can't just show up at the North Pole. It's the busiest time of the year for the North Pole. So I wanted to call ahead. I wanted to talk to an old friend of ours from the North Pole. No way. You call. Oh, wow. I called Sprinkles, the elf, our good buddy from up north. So I'm going to play this phone call. This is a phone call that we made, like I say, that I made just earlier today. So as you're listening to this on Wednesday of this week, I made this call uh, and it went something like this. Thank you for calling the North Pole Hotline. Please listen carefully to the following menu as it may have recently changed. Hold on for one moment while I pull these cookies out of the oven. Para Espanol pose ocho. Due to the increased volume of calls as we approach the holiday season, wait times may be longer than normal. The current wait time is... Three. Hours. If you are calling to see if you are on the naughty or nice list, please press 1. If you are asking about the status of your wish to Santa, please press 2. For claims regarding damage to your house or property by the sled or reindeer, please press 3. For eggnog recipes, which are my favorite, please press 4. For all other questions, remain on the line. 
To speak directly to the elf desk, please press zero. If you know your party's extension, you may dial it at any time. Oh, geez. I, I, ha I have this extension. I hope this still works. This is Sprinkles. And if you're not calling to give me money, then you're wasting my time. Sprinkles, buddy, how the heck have you been? Who is this? It's, it's me, Dave of the Dave and Steve show. Hello? You got a lot of nerve calling me, Dave, of the Dave and Steve show. Uh, listen, I, I know we've had our issues in the past, but just hear me out. Issues? We've had issues? You killed Santa. Well, to be fair, I didn't kill Santa. A member of my show killed Santa. You have 30 seconds to tell me what the f*** you want or I'm hanging up. Oh, well, we're coming to see you. Who is coming to see me? The, the show. Me, Steve, and Tracy. Tracy? Is she one of the hot ladies? Well, Tracy's a guy. Hey, you can't be too picky up here in the frozen north. Is he hot? Wait. What am I saying? You morons ain't coming up here. No way. We're already packed, and the non-refundable tickets are already purchased. Not my problem. Show up, and I'll shove a giant candy cane right up your... You know, I figured you might say that. What if we make a sizable donation to your administration? Uh, yeah, sure. We might be able to work something out. Cocaine and eggnog ain't cheap. That's great. All right. We just want to see you and catch up. You know, find out how things are under the new management and all. Well, I can tell you right now that it's never been better. Have you seen my numbers? Children's happiness is an all-time high. The elves have told me they've never seen numbers like this. We have tremendous support across the board. Uh, it's, that's great. We're looking forward to hearing all about it next week, Sprinkles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta go. But listen, one last thing. What is it? Bring cash. Sprinkles the Elf doesn't take any checks. Well, he still sounds terrible. Yeah, it's weird because Sprinkles is such a jerk to us, and yet I have this weird... I have a soft spot in my heart for him. I don't know why he has zero redeemable qualities, but I, I kind of like the guy. Yeah, He's... I think it was, it was kind of cool that he remembered me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he remembered you i i would uh i'd uh, i'd stand with your back to the wall as often as i could when i'm there he's he is a magical creature a creature being uh, that's uh, that's he oh he's gonna kick my ass if he listens to this um I, I so it's always interesting to me to see how he kind of you know fits into the world and it, it badly like yeah, always mean, badly, always badly. <laughs> yeah. It's never a good sign when he's around. It's, it's really remarkable that such a, such a really positive thing in the world being Christmas is like hinges so much upon someone like him. That you don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't, yes. And it is, it is what's shocking to me that like everything that we just, we we've loved our whole lifetimes that somehow at the base of all this is, Sprinkles. Yeah, so so tune in next week. As you can see on that phone call, we've got at least one colorful character that you're going to get to know a lot better on the show. We've got many more, I'm sure, that will spring up once we get there. 
listen to next week's show. It's going to be something special. It will absolutely get you. If you're not already in the Christmas mood, and frankly, you should be by now, this will get you in the Christmas mood. So tune in next week. We're going to talk to Sprinkles. Let's move on. I want to get to what everybody did last week, and we'll just keep it brief because we've got other things to get to this week. Uh, Steve, what'd you get up to last week? Uh, set up the V drums in my, uh, in well, in our little studio. Zach's been playing, and you guys can see. I'll just show you. Real quick. Ex- explain, yeah. explain for those who aren't drummers what V drums are. Okay, V drums are uh, like the top of the line um, electronic drum set that you can get. You can do all kinds of things with them. You can create patterns. You can play to patterns. You can create kits. You can play you, these different. Do you kits. hear that, Tracy? They're top of the line. Is, these aren't the these aren't bargain basement virtual drums that you the, no, these, they these these are the real th- top of the line okay spare no expenses go ahead Steve. and not only that these are top of the line 21 years ago so oh think think of the best car you could think of 21 years ago and then put some miles on it and that's what i have but it still it plays really really well and it's great to have i haven't played these drums i figured it out i haven't played these drums in like six or seven years so that's that's a long time to not play them and they sound great they look good i'm i'm excited to keep at them so big you know big deal red letter day at the at the you know damn house now are you guys gonna because for those listening i'm looking at steve sitting in this room are you guys gonna put the soundproofing up are you gonna put like the foam on the walls and things of the little foam squares the eggshell squares there will carton. be some of those. There will be a few of those um, up and around just to kind of absorb some of the sound. But really, a lot of the soundproofing, the stuff that keeps the sound from going out and the st- stuff that keeps the sound from coming in is in the way we uh, drywalled the place. We we put up special gaps in there, and it really has helped to no, deaden the sound. I'm totally getting that. I'm, I'm actually asking more frankly, and this is uh, you people listening at home. Now you're going to get to hear how the sausage is, is packed, but... Uh, I'm actually talking more about the fact that you're reverberating a little bit in there. And I was curious if you were going to put up some foam to, to drop the echo a little bit. Yes, we will be putting some of those, uh, foam squares up. Or you could, uh, you could also go out and get like some really nice, like silk tiger tapestries and like some, you could even go like silk, like the who tapestries to hang up in there the doors you could like really kind of those uh, black velvet yeah. style yeah i was thinking he might put just a blanket over his head that's a good idea too i, I could something. do that i yeah. could wendy wants to put those foam uh pieces behind like uh, deep canvases so it looks like we have art up on the wall but really it's just the foam right behind it to yep. absorb and uh we just have to find the right uh, the right canvases well, you could, they have really small squares of that foam stuff. You could do pixel art. You could put a bunch yeah. of little squares together and make Mario yeah. on your, on your wall. Yeah, little five by sevens everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, what'd you get up to last week? Well, the, um, it's been a, a really pretty low key, um, uh, week, but one of the things that I have been spending some time with besides work is, Having a saxophone in the house has given me some doubts about where I've led my life a little bit because I'm enjoying the saxophone as much or more than I've ever enjoyed the guitar. And dare I say, I'm probably a little better at the saxophone than I was at guitar. Steve, wow. could you, while he's talking about this a bit further, could you give us some sultry mouth saxophone just just quietly in the background while he does this? Yeah, yeah there we go. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah, you. so I've been uh, I've been uh, getting some music out and just uh, and playing, and I I don't mind telling you that I'm a lot better than my ten year old son. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, but my son is progressing really really well, and he understands how music is made. He understands how to make things just musical. So the horn never honks when he's playing it. It's uh, wonderful. Yep. So music is uh, kind of back and active in the house again that makes me happy and uh you know it's christmas and all that yeah i uh you know it's one of those things that i struggle with as far as neither of my kids i've got lots of guitars i've got lots of things for them to goof around on we have a keyboard they they're just they don't gravitate towards it it's not their thing and i'm i struggle sometimes with do I effectively just kind of force them? Because that's kind of what my parents did with my, at least with my sister. By the time they got to me, like they, they didn't care about a lot of stuff. But with my sister, they, they literally said, like, you have to pick an instrument. We will go to the music store. We will buy you any instrument in the music store. You have to pick an instrument, and you're going to learn that instrument for a minimum of whatever it was, two years. And so she did. She went and picked out a trombone and learned the trombone and played in the band I don't think I, I know <clears throat> Steve, you or even Tracy, you guys might disagree. None of that has carried into her life. She doesn't play anything musical now. She doesn't do anything with music. Like it, it didn't it didn't really help her other than it helped her from the standpoint of going through the process of learning something and committing to something. So from that, there's obviously valuable lessons. But I'm trying to decide if I tell my kids the same thing. Like Pick the instrument. I don't care what it is. And then you're going to learn how to play the instrument. Yeah. I didn't force my kids to play music. I introduced them to, I forced them, I forced them into like drug trafficking, but right. not right. music, you know, because I'm a good yeah. parent, but the, the, but you're right. When you talked about sort of the unseen characteristics that are developed about developing any type of art or a discipline, or right. basically you're building and building and building and building that no, the trombone doesn't enter into it, but you don't understand how it is that it helps someone like kind of unpack decision making, unpack problem solving yep. Yep. and other types of things. And so and I've never met anyone that said, you know what, I really wish my parents had not had me learn an instrument, right? But I've heard plenty of the other. And so um, but Steve, I don't know, he plays the drum. So what do you think? I, I, have, <laughs> I have very strong uh, feelings about this, but um uh, when it was time for Zach to learn an instrument, um, he's like, well, I want to learn the drums. Great. We have drums at the house. You can totally do that. Um, I'm happy to you come to me and say, I want a lesson and I will give you the lesson. And he's done that like three times. So um, he's he's worked on it a little bit here and there. And, he, and he's wanting to do more. He just told me today he wants to do more. But I said, you need to find an instrument that that you play in the band. You need to learn to be a part of an organization like that, where they rely on you, you rely on them and, and whatever. I said, not only that, but there's, I mean, you will always be employable. There will always be money for you. If you learn and play well on just about anything you can go, you can throw a hat out, play a little while, earn, you know, earn enough for lunch or something, whatever. But I told them, I said, here's the thing though. You're going to pick something. And when you do, you are in it for the long haul. This, you don't have to like it. You don't, right. right. I don't yeah. expect you to like it, but you do. I do expect you to learn it and it's your job. It's, it's, it's your job at, you know, 
uh, a fast food place or like entry level um, job or something like that. It, it's you are going to learn how to do this well and you don't have to like it, but you do have to yeah. learn. Yeah, that, and I, I kind of feel that way about just kind of classical in, in classical education in, in the first place, whether it's like learning a discipline. So there's just with my kids that we, uh, we study language, we study logic, and we study art. And this, I mean, and I pound their heads with all the other junk too, like science and stuff. But, but I mean, th those are things that they have to kind of engage in, because those are the things that are going to help them develop and understand what to do with the with the knowledge that they end up having and so yeah i see completely see eye to eye to you with you and on it, that it, it's one thing like like our kids i mean every generation says our kids have it so easy and stuff but if we think about how hard it was for us to just acquire music right yeah. like we could listen to the radio but you were at the <laughs> whim of somebody else to get to hear a song on the radio that you liked and then decide you're going to get it. You had to ask somebody to go into town, yeah. know exactly what you want to buy, buy the whole album for, you know, 11 bucks or whatever, bring it back, put it on a tape, listen to try to find it on the tape. And then you get to hear the song. So just, it was a battle just to get, to listen to the music we like to do now it's like oh i can find it on my phone it's right there done like within yeah 12 seconds you can yeah and you just have the progressions right. and the sort of the build of the song all kind of right there in front well of and you can and also you can jump cool. onto youtube and find step-by-step -step, note by note instructions on how to play it's not like it used to be where you would have to listen to the song again and again and again and again and slowly pick up little pieces of it now there's just a guy who says play this and it'll sound like that and oh there. yeah and it's and it's very much the case like I, I this is the anti instant gratification. This is the yeah. I have to learn how to make this one note and then I have to put it in with a whole bunch of other notes and they have to be in order and sound and pitch and all that. Yes, I mean it. Yeah, really, and it's you don't take it for granted. And it's changed the way you uh, you sort of uh, compose or, or assemble uh, music too. That uh, that I the last uh, band leader that uh, I had, she was like very, she would just say, just play these notes, you know, just, just do this. Like you'll, you'll see how it right. comes together. Cause she, you know, she was studied in music and I knew what music was. And so, <laughs> so I knew I could spell music. And so she <laughs> like, would, you were going to play these things like right yeah. here. And then I would like do that and I would watch it, but I'd already kind of learned that way. It was easy. Yeah. Um, to just sort of be directed that way. So that's just you know, how music's arranged now. So I didn't know he has the he has the kiss. I'm so sorry. Just now he has the steps right from playing the trombone. He's played the piano that helped him with the trombone. But the trombone helped him with the guitar and understanding guitar and how to put things together and create songs. And that helped him with like the ukulele so he's he's able to pick these things up so much quicker now and he's found a really deep love for it and that that has been that's the goal right but it's, also that's weird really because you say talk. he found the deep love but last time he was at my house he said my dad makes me do this mm -hmm. so yeah i don't and so know. when i was uh, showing him uh dave's ukulele he says there's not an instrument on the planet i hate more than that yeah if my well, dad were an instrument it would be that <laughs> He's, I think that's what he said. I'm just, I can't, I can't remember. 
that was that's yeah. better than than you're not a musician you're a drummer that that's way that's really good that i'm, was, I'm was glad great. i'm glad we went down this road because i didn't have a lot that i did this week it was kind of a boring week but what steve said in regards to acquiring music was was difficult to do and you had to go into town and buy an album and all that kind of stuff made me think of a story and so instead of saying what i did last week i'm going to share and steve knows this story tracy might know this story this is my one and only my one and only run-in with the law and when i say my own one and only run-in with the law that does not include running from police in the mountains in the middle of a kager when they show up to bust the kager or when they show up to bust the house party and you have to run through the the field behind the house to get away i'm talking i was actually handcuffed and taken to the police station so I was probably, oh, if I had to guess, I'd say 12, 12 or 13. We had a local movie theater. My parents had dropped myself and my buddy Alex off at the movie theater. And I remember that we, we watched All Dogs Go to Heaven. I don't know why I remember that when I can't remember anything else, but this is so ingrained in me that I remember watching All Dogs Go to Heaven. I thought it was Oliver and Company. No, it was All Dogs Go to Heaven. So. All right. We watched it's very specific misunderstanding. <laughs> we watched we watched All Dogs Go to Heaven, and as the the movie was starting to get close to done, there was probably about a half an hour left. You know, just sitting at a movie theater, I I had my feet out in front of me, and I felt so, a lump of something underneath the chair in front of me, and so I I you know kind of kicked around with it a little bit. There was nobody nobody sitting in front of me. It was an empty seat. All the rows in front of us were empty. It was a relatively empty theater. So I sp- I pulled it out with my foot to see what it was, and it was a woman's purse. So I leaned over to my buddy Alex, and I said, "There's a there's a purse under here." And he said, "Oh, okay, we can return it or something when we're done." And then we kind of went back to watching the movie. Does it match your shoes? I spent that the rest of the remainder of that movie thinking, you know what? I could we could just take the purse and I could see what's inside, and maybe there's some money inside or something like that. Just yeah. stupid kid being stupid. So we, the movie wrapped, and I sort of tucked it into my coat, and we took it out. And then, because we were stupid 12 to 13-year-old kids standing right there under the marquee of the movie theater with all the lights and people walking everywhere, I took the woman's purse out, and I began to rifle through it. We, took, we found the cash. We took the cash out. Now, the cash was around, if I remember, it was about 18 bucks, something like that, maybe a little bit more, but... We took the cash out. I threw the purse into the garbage that was right outside of the movie theater. Dick thing to do. I get it. I was I was young. Uh, and then we decided now we wanted to go spend the money. Well, not far Huge from there. Spending. This is going to raise like all kinds of flags with the IRS. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. FBI is going to find this. Not far from there was a Safeway store. And that Safeway store, the grocery store, actually had a cd section tapes and cds they we still had cassette tapes at the time and there was actually something at the time called a single which was a think of it as like an eight track in record form with one song on one side and one song on the other only this was literally a cassette that had the single on it and usually some kind of b-side on it yeah. so that's not what an eight track is but okay what that's not what an eight track oh is, I, I said eight track i didn't mean eight track i meant 45 sorry 45? i meant, yeah. I meant 45 
Do you want okay, to Steve for, for audio for our our audiophiles out there? I think they're appeased, so we're good. Steve, do you okay, want to tell the story, or you want me to tell this? I'm just curious. I, I'll take over from okay, here. Okay. Uh, Dave and Alex made their way to Safeway, where they oh they, they had to go to the photo video person behind the counter to get them to unlock. Now, had the person behind the counter known what had gone on, they would have called the police right away because that was our policy. But no. Something else happened. Steve, the singles were actually not in a case because they were oh, so, yeah, they were that, so that's cheap. Right, because they were just uh, singles. Okay, so so we go to Safeway. Alex picks out a cassette, a full-length cassette tape. I, there's not enough money left over for me to get a full-length cassette tape, so I get a single. It was a Metallica single from And Justice for All. So we make our purchase. We're so excited with ourselves. Now it's time for, for the parents to come pick us back up. Uh, or it's getting close. So we got to head back to roughly the, the general theater area because that's where we're going to get picked up. We're walking back, walking down the street, and a guy walks by us. Now, we had seen this guy outside of the movie theater, and I remembered seeing him outside of the movie theater. So we walked by this guy, and as we did, for whatever reason, maybe he noticed him as well or recognized him, Alex turned around to look at him after he had walked past us. And this guy was now jumping up and down and pointing at us silently. So Alex is like, well, that's weird. The guy's jumping up and down and pointing at us. And I turned around to look. And sure enough, there he is. And as we turned back around, we saw three cop cars. And the police had stepped out of their cars. And he was obviously saying, these were the people I saw with the purse going through the thing. So now the cops bring us over. Again, I'm a young kid. I don't understand. (laughs) I'm not... I'm not fully aware of just how serious this is yet. Uh, and so I immediately start lying to the cops. The cop asks yeah. me, they split us up, of course. They do the cop thing where they take Alex over to one side. They take me over to the yeah. other side. They said, now, we're going to ask you this one time. Did you take a woman's purse from the movie theater? And did you take the cash out of the purse? I, of course, respond, no, absolutely not. I didn't. We haven't seen a purse. We went to a, a movie and then we went to the grocery store. I haven't. I've, I haven't. And as I'm saying this, as I'm just bold-faced lying to a police officer, I look over, Alex is on the curb, head in his hands, sobbing uncontrollably and confessing to the entire thing. Like, never even put up a fight. Dave so, said to go through it, and then we found lipstick, and we tried it out, we're just experimenting, we don't yeah, really yeah. like So as I, am, as I am midway through my lie, I pause and I say, okay, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, a, wait a minute. Okay. You said purse. We, we, we did take a purse. And so then I, of course, confessed as well. So we get our hands handcuffed behind well, Alex our... Alex did. We, we get our hands handcuffed behind our back. We get marched down to the police station. Our parents are called. They have to come and pick us up. Of course, they're livid. Smash cut to a few weeks later. We, we now have to go to a sentencing before a, it was a weird, it was like a board of three. It wasn't like a judge. It was like some kind of juvenile board that decides right. what your fate is. Like a magistrate or something. So my, <laughs> what my ultimate uh, punishment was, was I had to write a letter of apology to this woman and say how sorry I was. We, of course, had to pay the money back. And I had to do community service. And I forget how long it was, but it was like 12 hours of community service or something like that. It was, at the end of the day, it was 22 bucks. So it it wasn't like, you know, Grand Theft Auto or anything like that. But what really pissed me off, even to this day, I still kind of have a little bit of a thorn in my side about it, is that Alex rolled on me, said, I took the purse out of the theater. I took all the money out of the purse. 
and that I bought him a cassette tape. Now, Alex got the more expensive of the two cassette tapes. I had to go with the cheap one because he picked his out first and then we paid together. Yet Alex got off with a letter to the woman of apology and nothing else. No community service, no nothing. Whereas I had to go up to that <clears throat> camp that Steve, that you, that ranch or whatever it's called that you used to have. What was your... The lazy apps. <clears throat> right. Natural helpers or whatever it was called. Natural yeah. born helpers. Uh, natural born helpers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I had to go up there. An, it was an Oliver Stone camp. I had to clean cabins. I had to clean toilets. I had to clean everything up there. And it was awful. And he didn't have to do anything. So. Well, is there a chance we can have him on the show? Probably. I think there probably okay. is. There's a, yeah. I think there's an opportunity here That's to sort gotcha this moment. out. I'm sure he's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can do it gotcha style. You just have him on. He doesn't know what's going on. We just say we want to catch up, and then I lay it on him. Well, we could have, but he definitely listens to this show. And I sentence so. him to community service that he has to do. Like, oh, that would be great. We could follow him and stuff like that. Can we get uh, one of the arresting cops on, too? <laughs> right. they're, they're definitely not alive anymore. So, <laughs> so, so until I was 18, I had that on my record, and then it got, uh, what is it, expunged? Is that the term? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From my record. So I'm clean now. Have never had one any of the other last things Reagan uh, yeah, did. Right. I got pardoned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No more brushes with authorities. No, nothing like that. Um, Steve, I know you were beyond squeaky clean and didn't. I mean, you you hugged more police officers and you got in trouble from police officers. Tracy, did you ever have any run ins with the law? Like, I mean, yeah. That, OK, yeah. So some I, I think. Um, most uh, law enforcement was pretty merciful with me, and uh, and I was actually pretty fortunate. Um, as I got older, I worked for companies that put me in more serious trouble with the law that I didn't uh, really right, engage in. Right. Don't, that's a story for another day. But uh, uh, up in Canada, I uh, uh, was um, uh, a cop had uh, I was drunk up in Canada, and uh, I was uh, in in public and just stumbling off of a um off of a, a sidewalk and kind of landed in the street as drunk people tend to do and uh, a policeman pulled me up by the back of my neck drug me into a mcdonald's <laughs> and told me to stay there and not get up for over an hour and i was i was absolutely positive he was waiting out in the parking lot for me just watching for my yankee american yeah. butt to go walking out there and but i stayed there and uh and uh yeah and that was uh that was uh in terms of like international incidents that was probably my worst Nothing. yeah you're an international criminal and we also learned that in want of a police station a Canadian law enforcement official can commandeer a, a McDonald's yeah, exactly. or Tim Hortons. Yeah. Um, yes. It's, it was probably, yeah, it would have been a Tim Hortons uh, today, which, uh, which is a lovely, lovely establishment. Uh, so nothing says Merry Christmas, like public intoxication. So I think that's a good way to wrap this all up. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Just in time for summer, Wild Horse Pizza brings you the extra cheesy, extra saucy, extra tasty, sizzling hot meat pizza deal. <laughs> Buy either a meat lover's pizza or present a valid ID that you're over 50 and female and Wild Horse Pizza will knock three bucks off of your purchase. And remember, 
Whether you're a hot podcaster ordering extra cheese or a podcaster's mom craving extra meat, Wild Horse Pizza will satisfy you in 30 minutes or less or it's free. Wild Horse Pizza. I don't work anymore. What I like is walking in the woods. My barber, Sam. And, uh... <laughs> Pretty girls. And I like steak and salad at Perkins. I like Perkins. Perkins restaurants have been a source of fantastic, high-quality family dining since 1958, when it was known simply as Perkins Pancake House in Cincinnati, Ohio. Their 324 locations throughout the United States are filled with friendly and professional waitstaff that deserve your respect. So when you visit a Perkins, politely order your meal. Don't make a huge mess and leave a generous tip. That's it. Don't leave a phone number. Don't leave a wink. Just pay your bill and get out. And then plan your next visit to Perkins. This has been Tracy's How a Gentleman Visits Perkins Minute. <laughs> then, okay. Some I of can't them help just... but believe that Perkins has some responsibility. As I discovered this um, piece of a commercial of this dirty old man <laughs> that was talking about how it is that he loves, like oh, I love pretty girls yeah. and I love steak and salad. <laughs> and what a weird commercial! Like that aired on network TV. Like that was a that was a yeah. commercial of some old guy saying how much he loves pretty girls. It's I don't know. Times have changed. I love pie and tarts. <laughs> I love. Uh, you you know what I love? Tracy reading the headlines. And now straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story during the fourth quarter of the Monday night football game between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson left the game momentarily and jogged to the locker room for what was described by the television broadcasters as cramps. But Jackson's sudden departure captured by the broadcast led fans on a social media to speculate that he needed to just go number two. Jackson denied the speculation that he did take Browns to the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, wow, you shot that one pretty quick. Uh, I did. I was watching the game, and the announcers did do their best to put a positive spin on things. Even towards the end of the game, when they were sort of recapping the the big plays of the game, they said, "You know, Lamar Jackson left for a short period of time, but then look at this—he returned to the field like Superman." And it showed him jogging back out of the. The guy had to poop. Like there was no yeah. Superman involved to it. He just he just had to poopy. Yeah. Hey, uh, Barry, do you think you lost some weight? I yeah, Frankly, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often because yeah, those games me, are so long too. that it just it just feels like it, they're long. You're getting hit a lot. You're getting jarred around. You're running a lot like there's a lot of physical exertion. I really am surprised. And I'm frankly surprised that they don't have just oversized honey buckets on the field. that The players can just step into and go. 
and then come back oh, out again. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're going to want to do that on, on TV. You're going to want to go in there um, and a That's the, uh, the NFL Players Association. Their collective bargaining needs to include yeah. uh, Santa cans on yeah. the uh, sidelines. Oh, they just give them those, like those, you know, high occupancy or, um, you know, the thick polyurethane bags they send you up onto Mount Everest with, and then you just yeah. leave it up there. Well, and, and so, think about it. If they went to the bathroom, then the announcers could do the exact same thing because they can zoom in so tight now and get it like you can see blades of grass. How many blades of grass are between the foot and the sideline? So, you know, if the player was in bounds or out of bounds, player heads out of the honey bucket. And now, just like last week, it's time to play. What did you eat? You just oh, zoom, yeah. zoom right in, on, like get in nice and tight, enhance, and there it is. Yeah, but, well, how about that? So Jackson returned a series later to throw a touchdown on fourth down to Marquise Brown that gave the Ravens a 42-35 to 35 lead with a minute and 51 to go in the game before eventually leading Baltimore on a game-winning drive in the final minutes. Interesting, the uh, Baltimore Ravens used to be the Cleveland Browns. Well, and the other the thing that I love about this season, frankly, is that the Cleveland Browns have been hot garbage for so many years. I mean, so they are the yeah. they are the worst team in the NFL by a long shot and for the longest amount of time. And so it is nice to see them competitive, which they very much are this year. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be in the Super Bowl chase. It's just nice to see them back again. But yeah, it is when you start to think about like how many teams have shifted around and like now it's the Las Vegas Raiders, and I think the Chargers are now the Los Angeles Chargers instead of the San right. Diego Chargers, and the Rams that came from St. Louis before they were in Los Angeles are now back to Los Angeles again. Like, it is, It's amazing how much that stuff shifts around these days. Well, and, and they well, and apparently uh, they uh, gave up a late touchdown to a player that uh, had just pooped. Hey, can I ask a very quick question? Please, please, yeah. let's, not, let's not spend too much time on this, but... Tracy, how are they? Because I see you're wearing a Sounders shirt. Are, yes. the, are the Sounders, are they, you You described it as the Super Bowl of major MLS. Yeah, they just, uh, on, the, on the 12th, uh, four nights ago, they uh, played an MLS Cup and uh, lost a disastrous uh, game uh, to Columbus. And uh, it, it's one of those stories that, it, from a sports franchise standpoint, is kind of interesting because Columbus was a franchise that was going to go away, move to another city. Right. And so they were saved. You know, we've seen this many times. There's kind of a rally. There's a to get a local owner and all those things to keep them going. And so while they were only really a year or two removed from the possibility of being um, out of that city completely, when they were one of the first MLS franchises ever, um, they were saved. And then uh, a year later, won MLS Cup. Uh, but they did beat the Sounders. And they, but uh, that was the story there. I think they just copied the plot line of Rudy. I think that's exactly how Rudy went. I could be wrong. The, um, it really is, except for the the Catholic angle. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay, it's, All right. it's exactly plays the same story. All right. So on that note, a six year old boy racked up sixteen thousand dollars on his mom's credit card playing video games. Six year old George Johnson secretly racked up more than sixteen thousand dollars in the Apple App Store. Charges for his favorite video game, Sonic Forces, leaving his mom in shock. He spent this all on one game? Yeah. I, I don't know. So, how is that Yeah, possible? and I had a hard time. Like, th this game is not on my radar, and I, and I didn't know. So, if, like, how how would this occur? So, did a bit 
a little bit more uh, search on that. So like, so his mom, while working uh, from home uh, as a real estate broker, she didn't realize that uh, her young, the younger of her two sons had gone on a shopping spree on the iPad. And over a month, uh, for over a month, uh, in July, George bought add-on boosters, starting with $1.99 red rings, but moving up to the $99.99 gold rings that allowed him to access new characters, more speed, spending hundreds of dollars at a time. Well, hold on now. Now, those red rings and gold rings, that's really more of an investment if he's setting those aside. Yeah. And, and those are going to appreciate in value very, very quickly. So who's the real dummy here? I, I will I will say, as somebody who works in video games, this does happen. Um, and I think especially the bigger, the larger companies, the Nintendos, the Sonys, the Microsofts, um, Apple they're very good about refunding this. Like if you reach out and, yeah. and even if it's, if it's a large amount like this, absolutely. But frankly, I've even reached out to them uh, before when my son has accidentally purchased something for like say 20 bucks and they just say like, yeah, it's no problem. It's fine. Uh, and they refund it right away. So it's, yeah. And I've, yeah, I've had good luck with that too. And uh, so it's interesting, a little different in this case, at least uh, as, as far as it goes, so on July 9th, a day when uh, Jessica was working in the next room, uh, there were over 25 charges totaling $2,500. Now, she didn't realize this right away, but her bank had alerted her that there could have been some fraud. And so later on, when she contacted um, for a refund, then they gave her some grief for it. Oh, really? So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's yet to be resolved. So it, so it's six-year-old... Was he on the mom's phone or just on his iPad? That I, I don't know the answer to. What do you ask? Because I'm like, I'm like, if you're an adult and you give your kid your phone, eh, that's your that's at your own peril. That's you know, that's I I've never been. <laughs> I mean, I I used to give my phone to my kid occasionally, but never to the extent that I used to see other people. I'm like, well, you just let your kid walk around. That's my lifeblood. Like if I lose my phone, I'm screwed. Oh my God. So. We, we gave our, we gave our kids the phone, any chance we got, especially if we were in public, have the phone. If we're waiting in a doctor's office, have the phone. If we're waiting for oh. food at the restaurant, have the phone, yeah. take my, the phone my, and shut yeah. up. Yeah, you know, my kids uh, nowhere near the phone and don't have phones to this day, but it, um, <laughs> The uh, so it says she said uh, it's like my six-year-old was doing lines of cocaine and doing bigger and bigger hits. She joked at the first grader, and then she joked, "Of course, I keep mo my cocaine away from the." Uh, well, the yeah. so <clears throat> for those of you who don't know or who don't play a lot of video games or anything like that, there was this concept for a long time of a loot box, is what it was called. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And the way that it worked typically was the game would reward you with one of these loot boxes, or you could buy a loot box for a certain amount of money. And then in some cases, it, it, it always worked a, a couple of different ways, but they'd either give you the loot box for free, but you had to pay, say, 99 cents to open the box, or they wouldn't give you boxes, you just had to pay for the boxes. But in any case, what was in the box was random, and there were different degrees of rarity in the items, different degrees of usefulness. So you're effectively pulling a, an arm on a slot machine and you would see if, if you got something that you really liked. You would see if you got a payout. <clears throat> and so it would motivate these kids to then 
pay some more and do it again until they got the something that they wanted out of it. But the chances were so small that they had to pay a lot of money before they got anything even worth anything at all. And so the first thing that they did was they started requiring game companies to expose the odds of the loot boxes right. so that you could see, I have a one in 7,000 chance of getting one of the rare items, et cetera, et cetera. Now they're, they're trying really hard to basically ban them completely, to outlaw them. And they already have in some states. I think Germany, I may have that wrong, but there are, there are countries who have completely banned loot boxes. The concept is no longer there. And, and the game industry has responded by definitely, they're starting to phase them out on their own. They know that this is probably coming. They're no, they know they're going to get banned everywhere. And the reason for it, and it's a very valid reason. I, I mean, listen, it helped to pay some of my salary in some cases because I'm sure I was part of a game that had something similar. <clears throat> but it is gambling. It's gambling for kids. It's the exact same thing. You're paying money on a chance of winning something that you desire, but the chances are very small. And so you're seeing these things get phased out over time, but <laughs> there are still many... All it's doing is it's making the, the game industry and specifically, and I don't know about the Sonic game. I haven't played it before, but in the case of a lot of smaller retailers or smaller game makers, they're just finding different ways of getting that money from kids anyway. They're just going to find a new loophole in a new way. Like Trace right. said, in this case, boosters and things that the kid wants anyway. They give you the first couple for free, just like a drug. And then after that, they start charging you more and more and enticing you with better offers and more expensive offers, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, you know, and AAA titles in a lot of ways uh, have some diversity about how they might may be doing the revenue and may be able to have more freedom changes. A small development house with this kind of this freemium kind of yep. way of looking at it may not have all that those different things. And they not, also may not be as scrupulous, scrupulous either. So... Um, there's but, all kinds of things that could be occurring. So where I was going uh, I with this, Microsoft and, the, and Apple are, are particularly good with allowing you some caps and some parental controls. And I think these probably had escaped her because you didn't think this was imaginable. Where, where I was going with this and the last thing I'll say on this and then we can definitely move on is the only thing that sort of bothers me a little bit is if you think about how this applies to other things. So think about your typical vending machine that a kid walks up to that has the eggs inside and it's got the brightly colored piece of paper on the outside showing all the different things that could be in the egg that you get, and you drop your 50 cents in, you get the little egg that comes out, you pop it open, did I get what I wanted? No, mom, can I have 50 more cents? I want to try it. That's very similar. <clears throat> if you think about Pokemon, Pokemon works exactly the same way. It's in card form, but you're going to buy a pack of cards trying to get the rare thing, and if you don't, you want another pack of cards, and if you do get something, then you want even more. It works exactly the same. There's so many things that function this way, even toys. My daughter buys these... I forget what they're even called, Lulu lollipops or some shit like that. But it's you open it up and there's different. There can be rare characters inside. They're little dolls, but some can be gold flaked. And it. So if 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 it applies to video games and they pass these things when it comes to video games, I don't know. And I'm not a, a slippery slope person, but I don't know where it then stops because you then got to start right. looking at all this other stuff. It's very subjective. This has been. Um, this has definitely been brought up. As, particularly around sports cards, sports trading cards, right. because experts were seeing this early on. They're like, hold on. These kids are putting all their money into this, expecting to get a Ken Griffey rookie card yep. out of this pack or whatever. And yep. the cards were getting super special and everything they were doing. It's, it is, it's just, it's, it's gambling. Now 
the way we go about it is we look at it and it's super subjective, you know, it's like this can be legal and this can't be legal. And this is, you know, so it's, right. it, it, you're right. It's not so much a slippery slope. It's, you know, what's going, uh, because it's all the same slope, right? It's all the same um, argument. They are using it as a, it, it's a form of gambling. It's a reward system in the brain. Um, but what are they going to, what are they going to selectively enforce? Well, you know, not baseball cards. That's an American way of life. Those have been around forever. We're not yeah. going to limit those. That's, that's silly. But this, uh, this well, Pokemon you, business. The no. general, you just tapped into it. Like you and I grew up with those. So when we see that as part of our life, it's normalized. But if, if your kid mm -hmm. has sort of an indirect or direct right. access right. to your video card, and uh, I mean, it's, or, you know, to, to a, a credit card that's, you know, in a payment system, that's an entirely different thing. The, um, the, you, I don't know, the companies themselves can avoid by giving uh, parents better controls and better and better understanding of yeah. them too. Just, she had the controls. She just didn't use them. Correct. So. Correct. Yeah. The, it's just, I blame the uh, Cleveland Browns. There you go. Her third story, a Japanese retailer has come up with a new take on the theme for masks worn on the face. The retailer's latest product is a hyper-realistic mask that models the stranger's features in three dimensions. Okara's masks will not protect you from uh, germs, but they will lend you the exact appearance of an unidentified Japanese adult whose features he used to print them with a 3D printer. Wow, that's so. I, I expected this to be a mask inside your heart um, kind <laughs> of situation, but no. It's worse. Yeah, so the mask will go on sale early next year for ninety-eight thousand yen. So if you're keeping track at home, that's nine hundred and fifty dollars a piece what? at his Tokyo shop, where products are popular as accessories for parties and theatrical performances. So he chose this model, paying this model forty thousand yen. Um, and after choosing carefully for 100 applicants who sent them their photos when he launched this project and had an artisan then reworked uh, the winning image and created it with a 3D printer, and now this person's face can now be worn over your own. I am trying, I'm de while you're reading this, I'm desperately trying to look this up to see if there's images of it anywhere, and I'm, I'm not finding anything, but... Um, it sounds so. This is this is for like costume purposes. This isn't for like COVID or anything like that, right? It's definitely not germ related, but I don't know what kind of like strange thing could, this could be used for. But uh, he does admit that um, uh, this will probably be used in art galleries, in yeah, uh, and for art purposes. It's sex. It's going to be used for sex. Is what it's going to be used for. Yeah, that's the first thing that's going to be used for. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's usually the first thing is usually sex. <laughs> the um yeah, quite possible. Potato peeler. First thing used, sex. For the potato peeler. Tracy got distracted. I can always tell when Tracy gets well, distracted. I was, by I was something. actually trying to find that article for you there. So. Oh gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Our fourth story, wonderful story. Truman, the Python sniffing black Labrador retriever, recently tracked down his first snake in a new program. Florida is using to eradicate the invasive species. Can can I just say this? Black Labs, perfect for this because 
my dog will not stop sniffing for my anaconda, if you know what I mean. He constantly has his nose in my crotch 24-7. I have to push him away so I can see why they were, they're, they're naturally suited towards this. Anaconda, Steve. That's what I said. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Anaconda. That's all I can, I can think. I can see, um, like, uh, I can't, what, what's his name? I can't remember names anymore. <laughs> all right, here we are. Florida Stop Fish and Stop Wildlife Stop. Conservation Commission recently began training Truman and another dog named Eleanor to detect python scent and alert handlers when they came across one the first success came last week when truman found an eight foot burmese python in miami-dade county florida of course i was just about to say like how much use does this dog get but in florida i think it's probably a lot of use (laughs) that dog has already retired yeah it's found yeah it's found its quota of pythons yeah. I, yep. when, when you said this, the Python sniffing dog, I'm like, the dog can sniff code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first thing I thought of. Like, wow, that dog can sniff. That's crazy. Python, probably. Yes. Yeah. So we've got to stay innovative. We've got to try new approaches and detector dogs is just one area where we're beginning to do that, said Commissioner Executive Director Eric Sutton. Uh, he told other commissioners during an update Wednesday, he showed commissioners pictures of the dogs. During a virtual meeting, including one with Truman standing behind the massive snake he found. So Steve and I have a have a mutual friend. His name is Toby. And uh, Toby's dad lives in Florida. And many, many years ago when Toby's dad was getting married to his second wife, uh, they held the wedding ceremony in his backyard there in Florida. And he was obviously the groom because he's getting married. So he's standing up by the the preacher uh i believe i might be she might not have been there yet but i think the the bride had shown up they were standing there and doug that's his dad's name spotted a cotton mouth slithering through the grass not far from them which is a, a very venomous deadly snake doug stopped the ceremony went and cut the snake's head off <laughs> with a shovel in front of everybody and then came back over, and they continued the wedding as though nothing had happened. Continue, Parson. Yeah. Yeah. I just thwarted this snake. Yeah. Toby said it was. He was so calm about it. Somebody like there were a couple of gasps, and so he said, "You know what's going on?" And they said, "There's a snake over there." And he said, "That looks like a cottonmouth." Then he went over to his shed, got a shovel in his tuxedo, cut yes. the head off the snake, and came back to his wedding. Was it a tuxedo with cowboy boots? <laughs> Probably. Probably. For closing up the story, I do want to remind listeners to go out and buy uh, pre-order Steve's next children's book, The Best Darn Snake Lunch in the World. (laughs) And that's the news. One more quick break, and then we've got another holiday treat for you. Steve has something he's been cooking up for us. See what I did there? And we're going to find out what it is right after this. Listen, I'm not really any good with mechanical things. I never look forward to family get-togethers. My dad always busts my balls about battery-powered tools in my hybrid car. My garage smells like fabric softener. When I found Gearhead Essential Oils, it was a real game-changer when it came to having the family over for the holidays. They come in several popular scents like Gleeful Gasoline, Beautiful Bondo, 
and my personal favorite, Sensational Solvent. Just a few drops in the diffuser and soon my garage was transformed into the Grease Monkey's paradise. As a bonus, they threw in common automotive mechanic terms to use. I sound like a real mechanic. Well, how, son? I can tell you've really been working away in here. Yeah, my buddy needed my help adjusting the valves on his old Ford pickup. Figured I may as well rejet his carburetor while I was at it. Well, I bet it runs much better now. I have no idea what I'm saying. The basic set of oils is $80, but if you order the deluxe oil assortment, you will get a set of eight essential oils and they'll throw in an extra gearhead diffuser for free. You know, son, I've always been real proud of you. Thanks, Dad. I love you. Easy there. Let's not ruin this. Right. Gearhead essential oils. High octane scents for the modern man. Back on the Dave and Steve show. Uh, Tracy, if you don't mind, follow me over from our normal chairs where we record the show. We're going to head over. Steve's got something he's he's been working on all week, and I'm excited to see what he has to offer. Wow, and it looks like he's going to be doing some cooking when yeah. we're in a kitchen. As we, take, yep. as we take the stroll across the Dave and Steve show studio here, we find that Steve is in a kitchen of sorts that we put together, obviously for the cameras. Um, yeah. But it looks like a working kitchen. I see a lot of bowls, a lot of utensils, a lot of ingredients. Steve, what do you got for us here? Well, I ordered a whole bunch of bowls um, because you, you, when you're cooking, you need a lot of bowls to put stuff in, like little bowls, big bowls, um, you know, bowls. a lot of whisks. I don't, I'm not a whisk guy. I'm more of a fork guy, but um, yeah. all, of the, all the recipes call for whisks. So I'm going to use the whisks because it says whisks. Um, this is so. This is my... Um, you know, festive fusion Christmas cuisine, if you will. Oh, I like that. I'm, Ooh, yeah, I like the yeah, sound of that. Yeah. So during this whole, you know, being locked up in the house, we we have a whole bunch of ingredients around that I, I I wanted to you know really explore with. So I've really been getting into doing these new creations, and I figured for Christmas I would take some of these old standbys, like the uh, like the fruit cake. Okay. Ooh, no, I don't like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, nobody likes the fruitcake. So um, so I'm going to reinvent it and keep it, you know, in that cake form. So you still get you still get the sweetness of the cake, right? So there's still going to be confection sugar. There's still going to be some of that, you know, molasses, some um, some honey. Um, and I'm, I'm going to put a couple of, you know, you know, hippier type thing, like agave in there. I'm just going to throw some agave in here. You see the just a little bit of bowl. I, I measured out some. Uh, like, I don't know, like a quarter of a cup. I figure that'll... Where do you... Where do you... Can you just get agave from the supermarket? Yeah. Yeah. All Wait, right. is it agave that's the sweet stuff, or is that what, what makes tequila? That's what makes tequila. Uh, I, I think it's both. I, I think it's a sweetener, well, but I, I think it, it distills to did you, tequila. Let's see what we can do. Let's see. Did you just say screw it? Yeah, let's just let's just put some in. Let's just let's see what happens. It's festive fusion, guys. We're gonna do it. We're gonna give this give this a shot. So, I've decided to take out the fruit because that's what everybody hates, right? When they're oh. eating it, they're they're okay with the cake, but the but the fruit, um, the candied fruit is what sucks. So, I'm gonna put in. Do you want me to help you at all? Do you want me to stir anything? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, so what I need you to do is you see the the flour over there in that flour yeah. bowl. Mm -hmm. um, 
leave that alone. Just let that sit right where it's so you at. Want me just, I can just leave it right here. Could you, yeah, don't touch it. Yeah. Gotcha. Just, just don't even look at it. Just let it sit. Cause that it's not ready yet, but um, I need you to crack two eggs over there into that one bowl and just, um, and could you beat those up like nice and frothy? Give them oh, a, yeah. yeah. Use a couple oh. whisks if you want. I got, I got like a, I got a whole basket of whisks over there. Just I, right. I, two eggs. I, I need up. something to do. Can I shave the agave or something? Um, you know what, what I, could you get me, um, three cups, uh, make it four cups, four cups of confection sugar. Let's, uh, let's make it four. Let's really make, let's really sweeten this up. Oh, and, uh, all right. now just dump it into the flour mixture over there. Right into this here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The flour mixture okay. in that bowl. Okay. Steve, help and me out. How froth is this good enough? Are these frothy enough? These eggs? That's, that's pretty frothy. Just, okay. Now take that and just set that aside. Okay, right I'll just set it right here. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve don't, don't this... put the whisks on the. Just put the whisks in the in the thanks in Sorry. the in the sink. Great. Okay, yeah. I'll clean that up later. Okay, it, it, don't, don't worry about it. Sugar's in the flour. It okay, is ready in to the go. Flour, uh, take a, two of those cubes of butter and uh, put it in the flour. Okay. Um, now here's where it's going to get a little bit fusion friendly. All right. Ooh. It's not going to be fruit cake. It's going to be bean cake. Okay. So I've taken all these, I've taken two cans of black beans. Okay. Um, and a can of Hormel's chili. Uh, and we're going to put that into, we're going to put that into the flour mixture and we're just going to stir that, just fold it with the, with the big wooden spoon there, Dave, you know, you know what I mean by folding it? I do. I do. So we've got, I just, I just want to recap because like I, I want to make sure that we're, we're on the same page here. Because I feel mm -hmm. like I may have misunderstood you. So I've got, there was flour in this bowl, and then mm -hmm. I put the sugar in this bowl, and then yeah. I put butter in this bowl. Yep. Delicious. I want to make sure you're saying put the, the beans and the chili right in the bowl. Two cans of black beans, one can of Hormel chili. Um, yeah, don't not the little can. You, you use the big the can. The big let's, one here? Go, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, we're go, now, go ahead and just keep folding that. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought the consistency would be a little bit runnier. No, it know. is it is thick. I mean, this is I, this is a forearm yeah, workout. That's not really fold. folding at all there. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know what? Get... This is how fusion works, though, Did right? You... Because exactly. these things and they come together harmoniously. And did you try uh, this? Did you try this ahead of time? No, man. I love uh, look, look, confection sugar, butter, and. Uh, and a little bit of a uh, little bit of flour there, and and oh oh, take just a little pinch of salt in there too. I think I think you're supposed to use salt, um, and uh, and maybe some of that baking baking soda. Put just put a pinch of both of those in there, okay? All right, and Tracy. If, Tracy, can, I'll can do the I'll do the salt. You do the baking soda, I guess. Yeah, that's no, no, that's what I did last sure. time. Anyway, I made one, and um, here it is. Uh, I I here's you know the the finished one that I did earlier today. It didn't quite um it didn't quite turn out in the bunt pan uh like i thought it here why don't you guys just cut yourself a big big mm. slice of this no uh mm. i'm tracy why don't you take the first one and i'll 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 hold back i don't want to fill up because i know we got other stuff coming down i can see other ingredients and other things being put together you take this one and i'll uh i'll hold off yeah i'm i'm not gonna have any because i'm a little bit gassy already and some of the beans might you know but just let me know what what does it uh, what does it taste like to you, Tracy? <laughs> uh, I'm can I need some water? Okay, 
So maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit dry. Is it sweet enough? I, I I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not really exactly sure. I, I think I'd like to try fruitcake again. There, so, yeah. so are you saying that I should maybe try a little like more cumin or something? I, Tracy, suck on this agave root. And see if that helps. Oh yeah, that would. I shaved it, so it's good to go. <laughs> okay, Did all right. A big... Anyway, all right. So m- maybe maybe not so much the bean cake, um, uh, but I do have um, a, a a new twist on figgy pudding. Ooh. Okay, we've all had figgy pudding for for um, Christmas. Now, now, what is figgy pudding? The song always demands, "Bring me my." figgy pudding but i like what is figgy pudding and i i've never had it neither have i in fact i don't know i don't even know what it is but uh, i hear about it a lot so i thought i'd make something kind of like it with like a pudding like i'm gonna make like a pudding with it so what i did is i uh, i rendered a bunch of um back fat on a um off of a off of a uh pig like a sow and um and so we have a bunch of like the pig fat lard that's just been bubbling over there in the, in the corner. Hey, Tracy, could you crack a couple of eggs and, uh, oh, and can and I just it? use the, we didn't use the other ones. Do you want me to use these or do you want no, me to no, crack? No, 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 no. Those are for the fruit cake. Um, oh, the, okay. The, the bean, the bean cake. Um, just crack two eggs and, um, I need you okay. to, to fluff awesome. those up and then put okay. them, put them over, put them up, set them okay. aside. Two, yeah. two eggs coming up. Tracy, the Great. fluffer. Okay. Great. So, um, so keep doing that, Dave. While he's doing that, um, yeah. I want you to grab that big pan of hot pork fat and bring that over to the uh, the four quart um, Dutch oven that I have here. Let me okay. uh, let me get some oven mitts on. No, no, no. It's probably not that hot. You just called it hot. Well, the, it's hot in where it's boiling. I mean, it's not hotter on the hand. Maybe it is hot on the hand. You know what? Get, get, go ahead and get the. Get... Steve, can you look at these? Are these are these are frothy like last time? Do, do they do they need to be more frothy, or is this um, good? Yeah, you know what? Just throw a handful of like some some grated cheese in there with them, and, and oh, just make okay. yeah, just make sure. it wet. Great, okay. excellent. Okay, so while Tracy's uh, messing with the cheese over there, Dave, go ahead and just pour that fat into the Dutch oven. Pour it right can. in. Yeah, just pour it right in. Oh, it smells. Okay. This smells delicious. The mm-hmm. I wasn't sold on the, the the bean bread. This smells really good. Just, All right. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I, think, I think you're gonna really like this. Okay. Now you see that um, you see that uh, bowl full of uh, flour again. There's more flour. This is whole wheat flour. Okay. Um, I want you to put in um, I don't know a cup and a half of baking powder, and okay. maybe. Yeah, Three teaspoons of, of um, yeah, make that three tablespoons of, uh, of salt. But what, what, that, what uh, about the flour? Because you said, see the flour, and then you said the baking soda and the salt. Yeah, put the baking soda and the salt into the flour. Into the flour. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and just uh, just kind of mix it in just a little bit there and, um, and uh, pour that whole carton of cream right in the middle of it. Okay. Okay, okay I, now, got these, uh, I got these eggs ready. Okay, thanks. Set those aside. Okay. Now, um, Dave, go ahead and fold that stuff all together. Make it kind of squishy with the cream. So, and I, um, I've still got some beans on my on my hands from the last one. Should I clean those off? Yeah, do that. Okay. Yeah, definitely, because we do not want beans in this um, at all. That's right. Um, okay. Now, Tracy, you see that um, you see that towel over there um, that's laying across um, that's laying across the end of the counter. This one. Gotcha. All yes. Right. Okay. Remove that towel, and you All will right. see 
three dozen pig's feet. All right. Ooh, I have that, never seen these before. This is very interesting. They were hard to get, and the pigs were not happy about it. So I'm going to go ahead and take these pig's feet, and we're going to put it into the Dutch oven one uh, one at a time until the until the fat and the um, the gristle all falls off of it. Okay, and take and take the bones out. So we're going to take the bones of the pig feet out um, as it as it does, and you're going to see it's going to come off fairly quickly. Uh, just go ahead and use those forks and just kind of pull it off a can, little bit can, yeah, can it, i just say that until this very moment i didn't realize that a dutch oven was anything other than holding your spouse's head under the blankets while you fart i had no yeah. idea yeah this is uh, this is the best so I love this has about already been shows. educational yeah it's uh it's it's really been it's it's uh it's been educational for me too i mean this is i bet this is gonna taste great okay so once we get all the all the pig feet in there what I want you to do, Dave, is I got take these that I got these eggs ready right here. Just, just set them aside. Just okay. set those aside for now. Gotcha. Um, Dave, take the uh, take that mixture okay. and slowly add it to the rendered fat and uh, pig feet, uh, pig feet uh, meat. Okay. The, so go ahead and put that in there. The flour, salt, and baking. You want this right in. With the cream, you you okay. you, you mixed right. it in with the yeah, cream too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. yeah, just put it in there. That's gonna make the pudding part, right? Now the the piggy part is in there, the fat, the the meat. That's gonna meet up with that pudding part, and it's gonna make it the piggy pudding. But the uh, pasta resistance, if I said that right, um, is going to be the um, the handful of prunes that Tracy puts in actually two handfuls if you can um sure. over there just yeah can I can I just right I have a little bit of egg on my hand should I wash them or um, no you're fine just okay put the, just, just put the prunes on in there are these generous handfuls or uh yes yeah two okay. big generous handfuls all right in fact, you know what throw another handful in there just yeah, make it three small hands. hands yes yeah. yeah okay that's fine like this okay great okay so now we're gonna stir that all in doesn't that smell great it smells unique. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, here's the finished. Um, here's the finished. You're going to let that cook for um, six hours at about 400 degrees. Ooh, six, so just so this ahead. is something you'd want to plan very early in the day. Yes. Yes. Now, um, on the one that I that I made earlier, um, most of it did stick to the Dutch oven. And so that's not really edible. Um, but the top layer um, should be pretty tasty. Which one of you wants to try it? Boy, it's got a real well, sheen to it. Yeah, it it burned it burned pretty badly on the bottom there. Well, but, Tra uh, yeah, Tracy, you uh, I, you tried, I tried the first the one. one. Yeah, I'll I'll take this one. Uh, that that kind of has a matte finish. Boy, that's a that's a tough outer skin to get through. Uh, does is it like soft in the? Oh, it is. It's very soft and gooey in the. Oh, I hit a pig's yeah. foot. Uh, yep. Yep. Just try a little bit of try a little bit of that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scrape some of this off the pig's foot and eat this. I'm not gonna eat the pig's foot quite yet. Again, I don't want to fill up, and we've got lots of lots of leftovers. So can you me... can you taste how the prune mingles with the with the pork? I can definitely taste many things right now, uh, including okay. an upcoming trip to the bathroom. Uh, the prunes, <laughs> I think, are those hit you quick. That's not. They don't, okay. They don't mess this around. one again is is called piggy pudding. Yes, piggy pudding. I think between Excellent. the the fat and the prunes, I mean we things call are already it piggy pruny pudding, but but it's piggy piggy pudding. Yeah. Um, 
All right. So, um, so two down, one left. Um, hey, uh, Tracy, can you pass me that water? Oh yeah, here. Rum cake. Um, you've you've had rum cake. It it oh, tastes. Oh now rum. now we're talking. This is one of those things. I think uh, I can't think about the holiday season without rum cake. Well, um, you're you're in luck. Um, this is going to be a, a, a take on rum cake. Now, I don't drink, and everybody says that you know the alcohol cooks off, and I think that's a bunch of, bunch of hogwash. I'm not risking it. So, um, I have taken the rum out of the rum cake, but it does need like some kind of special ingredient, and I like the way it sounds: rum cake, rum cake, rum cake. So, I went with gum cake. Uh, because you still get that um. Hold that on, um gum. You, you, gum. Said, yeah. you said gum with a G, right? Yeah, yeah, gum. Okay. So I got um, I got what, really nervous there for a second. So Tracy, um, the first thing I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you um, just crack two eggs over there and two and eggs be, and beat them up. Just 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 stir them up um, like you did. What about the last these? Couple. What I got these two other bowls here of eggs. What do you? Yeah, do? no, 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 no. Those are used for other things. So, um, all oh, so right. The, you already said that. I'm sorry. So two eggs, two eggs. Um, okay. just, and just set those aside. Okay. okay very good. Um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take the, the cake mixture. There's going to be a lot of ginger in it. I think, um, yeah, we'll put some ginger in it. So we'll put some ginger in, um, the, the flour over there, Dave, uh, take, Take like, take seven, take seven cubes of butter and just put them into that bowl with that, uh, with that, uh, flour and, um, you know, put in a handful of some, some of that, uh, boy, this is, salt. this one's straight out of the Paula Deen book here. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a very old fashioned, yeah, seven uh, cubes of butter you know, style, um, fusion uh, is made with love, baby. So. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, I got these eggs. I got these eggs. These, I right. actually, I'm getting pretty practiced at this. I don't mind telling you, these eggs are better than the, the other two. All right, set those aside, Tracy. I need you to peel some ginger into um, the mixture that Dave's uh, putting together over there. I've never peeled ginger before. Does it, is it this thick skin, I guess, is what comes off of it right here? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, oh, try it. Okay. I, I, I honestly, I've never worked with ginger before. Just I, what I did was I broke, broke a bunch of pieces, like four pieces in it, um, that I, that I broke up. It's a, like a, you know, three ounce ginger root. So if you want to try, let's, let's try that this time. Just, just cut some up okay. just like, like, like you're peeling it off and put right. it right into that. Great. Okay. Um, now what we're going to do, um, to get that kind of, um, that kind of rum taste is we're going to we're going to put in some what what tastes like rum let's oh. let, you know what put in put in a couple of tablespoons of vanilla extract um the real vanilla extract not that okay. imitation stuff one um, so, two yeah yeah put that in there now just keep folding that up all right now what we're going to need to do is take um tracy open that um open that drawer over there to the left Okay, to, just, yeah, gotcha. to the left to the left of that one open oh, that one sorry yep and uh, take out those six packets of zebra stripe gum and i need you to start taking those uh taking the gum out of the wrappers and just wow. putting them in one of those bowls okay? i haven't seen I haven't zebra seen, stripe yeah, in a I was, I was gonna say the same thing i haven't seen zebra stripe gum in years yeah they were hard as hell to find i had to go to like a whole bunch of uh, these corner stores that forgot they had it too and you know how much each one of them cost me 20 cents 
That's, wow. Yeah, because they'd forgotten that they were even there. So I don't know. I don't know. So uh, once they're all undone um, and in there. I'm just getting the, the last thing, ones right now. Yeah, just dice it up. If you oh. could just dice that up. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to take small is, How small is dicing? I always get confused. My wife tells me to dice something and I just pretend like I know what I'm doing, but I don't want well, to do that for how, our listeners. How thin those stripes are. I'm not asking yeah. you to cut along the stripes, but about like that and okay. then across. So um, maybe like millimeter squares. Okay. Oh, okay. It, I, it, I, is, or I'll not. get out my yeah, metric conversion here and hold on yeah. a second. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's smart ass. Okay. Well, cut those, cut those. Yeah. That, see, that looks good. That looks, okay. Thanks. That looks really good. Yeah. Okay. Just so a little um, guidance is all I wanted. Toss those in. Now we're going to actually, um, we're going to actually bake this at, wow. You know, it's still pretty dry, isn't it? All right. Um, hmm. uh, Seems let's like get, the rum would kind of, yeah. You know what? Let's let's. It's uh, for a festive holiday drink. What is more Christmassy than good old Coca Cola? Let's throw in two bottles, two of those um, twenty ounce bottles of Coca Cola. Throw you want those in, in the, the bottle. No, no, no. Oh. Empty the bottles okay. into it, and then I want you to mix it up so it's a little bit um, thicker. Um, and uh, we're gonna put this in that uh, that large cake pan to spread it out. And uh, we're going to bake it in the oven for probably boy, this uh, is three, this, three hours. This you think? is all sticky. I think probably because of all the hours. gum. Yeah, I did three hours at 350 degrees. Let's do two hours at 400 degrees and see if that does better. So this wow. is what it this is what it turned into. Um, this is what it looks like. See, very very festive. All the colors that baked into it. You can see it's kind of uh, running off the side there. I, I didn't use it's a big enough. very caramelized. Pan. It looks very sweet. It um, it might be. I, I don't, I'm not a big gum fan, so I never tried it. But uh, which one of you wants to try it? Aren't you supposed to not swallow gum? Or is that an old wives' tale? Once it's, I think once it's baked, it's fine. Like, I, I, like it can't be that big of a deal once you bake it. It's it. like a second I wives' mean, tale. Most of it's yeah. pretty much like... Um, pretty much uh, melted off. I mean, it's not, it doesn't look like it's going to cause you any trouble. Tracy, so, yeah. you've, you've only yeah, got, I, one, you've I'm kind of anxious to try this. Well, I was going to say you've only got one kidney, so I'll take this one. But if you want to take it, go ahead. Well, I, I'll have a little bit. I mean, um, I, I don't know that this would damage my kidney, but because I only have one. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's, go ahead. Get here, let's, here, you, you get, have a spoon. We'll both try it. Are we going to feed each other? If you, yeah. if you want. Okay. okay. We'll f- okay. we'll feed each other. This is fun. Merry Christmas, Tracy. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, you have oh, a little on your uh Yeah, Tracy, your... you got a little gum stuck in your beard there for me. This is a this is a lot stickier than I thought it would be. Yeah? How's it how's it feel going down? Yeah. I I haven't really hasn't gone down yet, yeah, really. Yeah, no. I, I I always have a hard time swallowing gum. Well, you know, that's the thing when you're, when you're, you know, doing some, doing some experimenting in the kitchen that this festive fusion Christ, uh, Christmas cuisine is uh, not always like super easy. So, you know, if, if you guys don't really appreciate it, I don't know. I get, I, I care. You know what? So everybody has a good taste in their mouth. Here's a couple of fudge sickles. Oh, oh, I like fudge sickles. Dude, I love yeah. these. Hey, do you, do you want to use these eggs real quick? 
All right, and thus wraps up uh, Steve's interesting, I would call it interesting, uh, festive uh, Christmas cooking corner, as it were. Uh, That's Steve, what my wife calls it. Yeah, nice, nice job. Uh, Trace, you it's still got some of my, very, my gum in your yeah, beard. Yeah, I'm trying to get this out of my beard. It's not coming out. Oh, well. So you peanut butter. You're going to want to put peanut butter in that. That's 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 valid. That's a good that's a good tip. All right, we're gonna wrap things up. Uh, remember, next week, right here on the Dave and Steve Show, we are going to be in the North Pole. So thank elves, presents, Christmas mirth, whatever you want to think about. Just know that we're gonna be there. It's gonna be one of the most amazing shows we've ever put together. I'm sure of it. It always is when we go to the North Pole. Lots of holiday magic, and uh, it will get you in that Christmas spirit. So tune in next week. We're going to be up there. Until then, Steve, are you all packed up and ready to go? Um, I I have some of it's on the way from Amazon, my heated gloves. But uh, other than, I, I do not want to talk to that elf. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Tracy, how about you? Yeah, I'm all ready to go. You know me. I have all my survival stuff ready to go, and uh, I'm yeah. ready for the track. I've been ready since... Uh, well, for many years, hoping that this would happen. So I know it's exciting, exciting to be me. going back. <laughs> it is really exciting to be going back. I'm excited. So next week here on the Dave and Steve show, until then, for Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you all next time on the Dave and Steve show.